Yo, what is going on, everyone? What is cooking? Today is November 4th, 2021. It is currently 2.54 a.m. in the morning. By the way, nothing is cooking on my smoker because it's broken. Yep, it's broken. It needs to be fixed. The firebox is leaking right now. The, the convection is not there. So when I cook anything, it doesn't come out smoking. I'm just baking in my smoker. Not good. Not good. What is barbecue without smoke flavor, right? Not good at all. So this podcast right now, this podcast is all about Glenn Youngkin and Virginia. Yep, we want to talk about, or I want to talk about that. You know, I really wish I had a two-way conversation with you out there. I wish there was a way for me to take phone calls on my podcast. Maybe one day when I get really good at this, I'll find a way. But right now, I don't have a way to talk to you folks. I really don't. Um, So here's my opinion of what's happening over there in Virginia. (laughs) It is a referendum of what will happen in 2022 and also 2024. Uh, we saw, now, first of all, if a lot of you don't know, Virginia is blue. Virginia is a democratic state. It is a heavy, heavy democratic state. Um, the current, well, I guess the current governor of, of, um, Virginia, uh, he won by a landslide and he was, uh, he was actually positioning himself for a possible 2024 um, I guess, a uh, presidential run. Yes, uh, I really, um, I really think that Joe Biden is not going to be running in 2024. All right. Now, even though Joe Biden thinks he can, I don't think, I'm not even sure if he may live that long, but the, the governor, the governor, the current governor who is the sitting governor of Virginia, he was position, positioning himself to run for 2024. And that's why the Democrats, saw it as such an important election because here it was here was their man. Here was their man who may be on the the presidential ticket uh going against Donald Trump uh carrying the carrying the, the water, the Kool-Aid for the Democrat the Democrat Party, running on every single talking point, every single Democrat issue out there, uh and he got burned. That's not a good thing for the Democrat Party. He got burned. He, he got, I mean, <laughs> he emerged from this election with pie on his face. All right. So every single issue that he ran on, the Democrat voters of Virginia rejected. And a lot of, a lot of um, counties turned, ended up turning red. How do you like that? And it wasn't even a close election. All right. It wasn't that close. Now, here's a really interesting thing. The number one issue that the reason why a lot of parents, a lot of mothers, fathers, uncles, and aunts, they got up and these are people who bled blue, okay? These are people who are blue, running, blue was running through their veins. And when I say blue, I mean the Democrat Party. And um, a, a lot of them voted for Joe Biden. A lot of them are not Trump supporters. But they did not want critical race theory being taught in their schools. None whatsoever. They woke up. They got red-pilled. You know, suddenly, because I guess their kids were staying home or they were seeing what these kids were being taught on Zoom, they saw that these teachers 
pushing this radical theory that whites were born racist. That in itself is racist, is, is, is a racist theology. Because back in the day when racism did exist, and again, it does still exist to this day, but it's, but it's completely reversed. The, um, uh, the Democrats are pushing the theory that blacks were, were not good based upon their skin color, right? Where there were blacks were inferior. Now, the Democrat Party, once again, the racist party, apparently, apparently they can't get away from their racist roots, are now pushing the theory that whites are no good based upon their skin color. They're born flawed, heavily flawed, and you should hate them. Now, a lot of parents, they did not want that taught in their schools, right? And that's the reason, that's primary, primarily the reason why Glenn Young can actually won. That is, number one issue, by far, by a landslide. Now, I want you to take a step back, way back to 2020. This is when um, President Trump, or former President Trump, what, just call him President Trump, and sleepy Joe Biden, we're not going to call him Joe Bi- um, President Joe Biden because... This guy stole the election, all right? So Sleepy Joe and President Trump faced off in their first, in, in their first presidential debate. And Chris Wallace brought this issue up to President Trump to kind of put him, to, to kind of put him on the hot seat. Because at that time, the entire narrative of Joe Biden, the, the left, and the media, their entire goal, their narrative, was to paint Donald Trump as a racist. Right, you know they're they're pulling out the CRT card basically. You're white, you're rich, you're racist. Automatically, you're racist, and because you don't admit you're racist, you're even worse than other people. Right? You don't understand your white privilege because you haven't. You're not teaching CRT. Now, CRT was brought up back then, and Virginia still went blue. All right, it still went to Joe Biden, but. This is a really, really important topic here because this is this CRT crap was going on way back then in 2020. It's only coming now to fruition. And I want to show I want to play this clip for you because I want to show you that this has been the Democrats' playbook. Basically, from the beginning of Joe Biden's presidency when he started to try to run. So they they took George Floyd. They used his death, and and they, they profited off it. And they think that they can keep profiting off George Floyd's death to divide our nation by race, to divide our nation, uh, to segregate it, and, uh, and, and to get the black vote. So here it goes. So listen, listen to this clip. Your administration uh, directed federal agencies to end racial sensitivity training that addresses white privilege or critical race theory. Why did you decide to do that, to end racial sensitivity training? And do you believe that there is systemic racism in this country, sir? I ended it because it's racist. I ended it because a lot of people were complaining that they were asked to do things that were absolutely insane, that it was a radical a revolution that was taking place in our military, uh, in our schools, 
all over the place, and you know it, and so does what, everybody what, what else. Radical, and he would know. What is oh, radical totally about racist. racial sensitivity training? If you were a certain person, you had no status in life. It was sort of a reversal. And if you look at the people, we would pay people hundreds of thousands of dollars to teach very bad ideas and, frankly, very sick ideas. And, and really, they were teaching people to hate our country. And I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to allow that to happen. We have to go back to the core values of this country. They were teaching people that our country is a horrible place, it's a racist place, and they were teaching people to hate our country. And I'm no not going to allow that to happen. Vice President Biden? Nobody's doing that. He's just, he's oh, you, racist. You just don't. Here's the deal. I, I know a lot more about you this than do it. Let him finish. The fact is that there is racial insensitivity. People have to be made aware of what other people feel like. What, what insults them, what is demeaning to them. It's important that people know they don't want to. Many people don't want to hurt other people's feelings, but it's, it makes a big difference. It makes a gigantic difference in the way a child is able to grow up and have a, self, a sense of self-esteem. It's a little bit like how this guy and, and his friends look down on so many people. They look down their nose on people like Irish Catholics like me and grew up in Scranton. They look down on people who don't have money. They look down on people who are of a different faith. They look down on people who are a different color. In fact, we're all Americans. The only way... All right, I'm going to stop it there because I'm getting pissed off at Joe Biden. See how Joe Biden started playing the race card against Trump, telling everyone that, oh, Trump doesn't like me because I'm from Scranton. Oh, I'm just a little poor guy. This is a guy who was using his own son to profit, right? The one who was, you know, Joe Biden at this time was sharing an account with Hunter Biden. So, and, and giving Hunter Biden, you know, money from the, the Ukraine deal and also making Hunter Biden pay for his mortgage and do all those different types of things. This guy is corrupt as hell. Right, Joe, Joe Biden is not no poor guy. He's a rich guy. He rides the train to work. He rides the Amtrak train to work. And that's very, that's a very expensive thing to do, by the way. That is not something poor people do. Rich people ride the Amtrak train. All right. Especially where Joe Biden is riding it. He's not riding it in the back. He's riding in the front cart. You know, the front cart, the real luxury, the luxury version area, right? He's no, he's no, he's no poor guy from Scranton. Anyway, this is the crap that the media pushes on us. And here you go, Joe Biden is defending CRT, and so is Chris Wallace. And who's on the right side of the argument? Donald Trump. Now, I find it funny that back then America didn't care about CRT. They really didn't see the vision that Donald Trump had for America. And this and right now a lot of Democrats are getting red pilled right now. They're they're going to realize this. And this clip will come back to um to haunt the Democrats right now because this is how visionary Donald Trump was. By the way, I have an I have another clip queued up here. Now, as you know, the vaccine. Now, I don't care if you're for or against the vaccines, right? But the vaccines, the reason why they came out so quick was primarily because of Donald Trump's um, program called Operation Warp Speed. Now, the, the vaccines actually came out in late November. Late November. No, late November. They, didn't, they did not come out during Joe Biden's presidency. 
Joe Biden claims that he, he actually, the vaccines came out during his presidency, even though he took the shot in late November. Isn't that kind of strange? The guy's an idiot, all right? But listen to this. Listen to this. Listen to, to Chris Wallace and Joe Biden hammered down a Trump for claiming that the vaccines would come out before the year is going to end. Trump, you have repeatedly either contradicted or been at odds with some of your government's own top scientists. The week before last, the head of the Centers for Disease Control, Dr. Redfield, said it would be summer before the vaccine. The summer 2021. generally available to the public. You said that he was confused and mistaken. Those were your two words. Yeah. But... Dr. Slowey, the head of your Operation Warp Speed, has said exactly the same thing. Are they both wrong? Well, I've spoken to the companies and we can have it a lot sooner. It's a very political thing because people like this would rather make and it. Joe Biden is just smiling right now. It is a very political thing. I've spoken to Pfizer and I've spoken to all of the people that you have to speak to. We have great Moderna, Johnson and Johnson and others. They can go faster than that by a lot become very political because the left, or I don't know if so, I call so him left, I don't know what I call the head of your Operation Warp Speed, Dr. Snowy. I disagree with him. Yeah, No, I disagree with both of them. And he didn't say that. He said it could be there, but it could also be much sooner. I had him in my office two he days talked, ago. He talked about the summer, sir, before it's generally available. Just like he Dr. said Dr. it's Dr. a possibility that we'll have the answer before November 1st. It could I'm, also I'm be after that. generally available. It, not well, we're going to deliver it right away. We have the military all set up logistically. They're all set up. We have our military that delivers soldiers and they can do 200,000 a day. They're going to be this delivering. This is the same man it's who all told set you up. by Easter this would be gone away. By the warm weather it would be gone. Miraculous. Like a miracle. And by the way, maybe you could inject some bleach in your arm, and that would take care of All right, now Joe this Biden is, is getting dumb. That was you know that. I all right, Joe Biden is getting real stupid there. <sighs> so again, that was all about... <laughs> Here we go. Chris Wallace is out there saying that the vaccines would not become available until the summer of 2021. And there was a lot of other even, um, uh, I guess, the CDC people, FDA people, all, all saying that, including Joe Biden. Now... We know for a fact that these vaccines have been out way before then. They're way, they, were not, they were not out in summer of 2021. But here we go. This is how corrupt the media is and how corrupt Joe Biden is and how stupid Joe Biden is. They don't know anything. You know, I want to I tell you this. You should go back and just go on YouTube and look at the presidential debates of 2020. Trump was right Every single time he said that Joe Biden doesn't know how to operate the economy. You're going to ruin the economy. You're going to what you're going to do is going to cause hyperinflation. There's going to be a logistical nightmare. All these things Trump predicted to the T. And Biden and Chris Wallace and all the other moderators did every single thing to protect him because they thought Donald Trump was blowing smoke. Unfortunately, everything Trump said came to fruition. Everything Trump said came to fruition, and Joe Biden ruined America. All right, people, I'm going to cut to commercial right now. Hey, what's going on, everyone? It's scriptwriter Steve with a shameless plug for my company, Dream Weddings Hawaii. So if you want to get married in Hawaii, if you want to get your vows renewed in Hawaii, and if you want some family pictures in Hawaii, make sure... 
you check me out. So my website is dreamweddingshawaii.com. So that's dream, weddings with a S, Hawaii spelled out, dot com. everyone welcome back to my podcast we are gonna get more into glenn yunkin all right so who is this guy who is glenn yunkin the guy who just schooled terry mcculloch over there in virginia well let's see here i'm gonna pull up some notes i have on him right here on my screen so well currently he's the governor elect of virginia so he's not the current governor of virginia yet um, he will be inaugurated on January 15th, 2021. So I'm sorry, Virginians. Uh, you still have to put up with a crappy governor. All right. Now, here's something very inter- interesting that you have to learn about what just happened, um, I guess, on this weekend's election, you know, or the weekday's election. I'm sorry, not weekend. Well, not only did the Republicans win the governorship, they also won the lieutenant governorship, and they also won the attorney general's uh, the, the 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 seat of the attorney general. They swept. They swept one of the three highest offices over there in Virginia. Now, I had no idea how. I guess the, the lieutenant governor there in Virginia is voted separately than the governor here in Hawaii. Uh, they run together. So it's kind of like president and vice president. You vote for two of them on the same ticket. I guess there in Virginia, they vote them separately. I'm not sure how it is with your state, but here in Hawaii, it's a bit different. So apparently you could have like a Republican, you know, I guess governor and a Democrat lieutenant governor. But in this case, you have both. And on top of that, (laughs) on top of that, the lieutenant governor is a black woman, a very, very intelligent black woman. Not that her race actually even matters. Um, but she's a businesswoman and a former Marine and she's a gun toting, you know, loving, I guess, NRA card carrying person who's just really, really cool. I really like her. Um, I don't really care what her race is to be quite honest. Uh, and you know, the funny thing about it is that the Democrats really don't care about her race at all either. They only care about their race when, when, you know, a black person is running as a Democrat and that all of a sudden the color of their skin goes right on the resume. Why is that? Why does it matter to them? The, why does it matter that, you know, that they're a minority? All right. It shouldn't matter. It shouldn't matter at all because we're, we should live in America that's past that. You know, when I, I have friends of all different races and I'm sure you do as well. Does it really matter what race they are? No. Now, it's interesting to learn what race they are because we all have different cultures. We all come from different cultures, right? And even different states. When we come from different states, even the different states have different cultures. So, you know, here in Hawaii, like our our culture here in Hawaii, we take off our shoes before we go into someone's house. So when you go out of someone's house, you'll see all these like shoes and slippers all on the outside. You know, they're, you know, I know most of you up there in the mainland don't do that, but we do do that here in Hawaii. Now, that's not a black thing or a white thing or anything. That actually originated from the Asian culture, from the Japanese and the Chinese. Um, But everyone does it. It doesn't matter what race you are. Not at all. And uh, that's just something with Hawaii. Again, here in Hawaii, your race doesn't matter. And even even where you come from doesn't matter. You know, I think Hawaii 
is I think we're one of the few places where we're not so segregated um, when it, I guess, compared to the rest of the nation. Because I remember when I went to California, the Asians hung around the Asians, the Hispanics, um, you know, hung around the Hispanics, uh, and, uh, you know, the blacks hung around the blacks, and the whites hung around the whites. It was very, very segregated. Um, now, when I w- worked in the movie industry, the entertainment industry, it wasn't as segregated at all. Like everyone just like loved being around each other. But for some reason in the neighborhoods, it's very much segregated in California. Now, I'm not sure if it's like that across the entire na- nation, and I don't think it is. In fact, when I've been to the when I've been to some of these smaller smaller cities over there in the south, and I know a lot of people will think that, oh, that's very racist. No. They they really weren't racist. Yeah, I, I went there to Oxford and I thought they were the nicest people I ever thought I met in the world. Over there in Oxford, oh my God, that's uh, you know, they have a thing called Southern hospitality down there, man. That Southern hospitality, I tell you what, that is no joke. It leaves Hawaii's aloha spirit in the dust, <laughs> in the dust. And I think I told that story before that, you know, where I remember just going to the Walmart over there and being invited to everyone's house just to eat. This is at Walmart. They realized I didn't belong there. And here they are inviting me and my family to go eat at their house. And some people are kind of joking with me, saying, yeah, yeah that's because they want to kill you. <laughs> no, they, want, they didn't want to do that. They wanted to talk football. They wanted to talk what it's like to live in Hawaii. They were just really cool people. And it was just fun just to, you know, just to, just to have this, you know, you know, you know, to meet people with so big hearts, you know, over there in Oxford, who are just, we're just strangers who met in the aisle over there, over there in Walmart. And they're just willing to invite me into their house. It's, it's nuts. So, so anyway, going on to this, uh, Glenn Youngkin, I know I kind of get off on a, got off on a tangent. He is a Republican. He's been a lifelong Republican. Before he actually ran for office, he was the CEO of the Carlyle Group, okay? And he spent 25 years of his life as the CEO, well, not really as the CEO of the, of the Carlyle, Carlyle Group. He got, he worked his way up to the CEO. Now, to be quite honest, he wasn't a really great CEO. I took a look at his stock prices, and uh, for the longest time, uh, the Carlyle Group, their stock went sideways, which means you know their portfolios really were not actually performing that well. Now, I think some of you have heard of the Carlyle Group, but have no idea what they are. Uh, they are what they are what they call a multinational private equity firm. So why don't we just say they're a private equity firm that has business locations in a lot of different nations? All right. So what are private equity firms? Well, they take the money from their wealthy, really rich people. We're talk, just talking a, a person who makes a hundred thousand dollars a year. We're talking about pretty pretty good wealthy people, and they invest it for them, and they invest it into. Anything out there, any type of tangible, tangible form of, of investment that they need. It could be movies. It could be defense, uh, d- defense companies such as uh, uh, General Dynamics or something like that, or like Boeing or anything like that. Or it could be also into real estate. That's what they do, and they and they invest their money. And on top of that, they they pay uh, interest to the money that they've invested in there, and they make their they make their clients very 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 wealthy. In order to be part of this, uh, these uh, private equity firms, you have to be kind of invited. It's a kind of a rich boys club. So Carlisle Group is not for someone like us. You know, they're 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 not like a mutual fund you can buy. They don't have mutual funds you can go buy. Uh, they actually take a pretty good portion of your money, 
and they invest it for you on your behalf. So you'll be, if you're, say, investing money to the Carlyle Group, you'll be saying, you'll be investing a couple million dollars, you know, 10 to 20, 30 million dollars, maybe a billion dollars, you know, and uh, diversifying your stock portfolio. So, you know, it's very much a rich boys club. And this is what, this is what Glenn Youngkin came from, okay? Now, here's the really interesting thing. Again, he was the CEO of this Carlyle Group. And even though he wasn't very good, he, he got compensated pretty darn good um, in shares of stock and also in salary. He turned all that down to run for governor. So he kind of did a Donald Trump thing, even though I think Donald Trump is a lot more humble than, than this guy. Uh, but um, he turned down all that money because he felt as though the nation was heading in the wrong direction. And here's a very interesting thing. Last year, he had no name recognition. No one knew who this guy was, who, who Glenn Youngkin was. They didn't even know that he ran um, the Carlisle Group, all right? Um, and, uh, and, you know, Terry McAuliffe, he didn't really think of anything. They didn't really think of him as a threat. So they continued on, you know, with their democratic ways, and they had no idea by pushing Issues such as CRT, climate change, um, uh, COVID lockdowns, they're just digging themselves into a bigger hole. Now, here's what's happened. I think you, he- you heard about this. President Obama, everyone from uh, President Obama to Joe Biden to Kamala Harris to Bernie Sanders, even Oprah, I think, went there. They all paid a visit down there, and including I think I think um, some other people, I think um, some some celebrities, went down there to Virginia to try to rally people to vote for Terry McAuliffe for the Democrat. It didn't work. It really didn't work. So here's the funny thing: this should be a huge wake up call to the Democrats, right? They should be t- they should be thinking to themselves that. Well, maybe we're on the wrong side of the issues. Maybe we're this whole CRT thing is not a good thing. Maybe this whole you know false you know narrative of, of climate change, people aren't buying it anymore. Maybe this whole COVID lockdown thing, and maybe COVID people are just getting sick and tired of it now. They don't want anything to be part of it because they're they're seeing like, you know football games and all that being football stadiums being filled with people, and nothing is happening. I you know, but here's the, here here's something. I don't think they're going to think that. I don't think they're going to change their narrative. I think the Democrats will, will get, you know, put their heads together and say that, no, all of our issues are just. We just have to get out our base to support us. We have to, we have to get out more voters out there. We have to get out more Democrats to vote Democrat. Yeah, because it can't, we can't have bad ideas. And I really think they're that arrogant. I really think they're that they're that arrogant. Here's my opinion about the whole Democrats right now. Well, I think they don't have one issue to run on. Every single thing that they believe in is completely false and made up. They're creating the conflict. They're like really bad screenwriters. Climate change. Climate change, I'm pretty sure it doesn't exist. Not I don't think man or there, but why don't we say this? I don't think climate change in their narrative exists. The narrative that man can warm the earth 
through carbon pollution to the point where the earth is inhabitable. All right? I don't think that's true whatsoever. I think the earth will warm naturally through cycles. CO2 may have a slight effect on it, but I think primarily we have to worry about the sun. And maybe we have to worry more about global, cool, global cooling than warming. You know, you know, the funny thing, when I talk about global warming, I always ask myself, why is Canada uh, concerned about global warming? Wouldn't they welcome global warming? Because, uh, you know, 95% of their nation really isn't habitable because it's a big freaking iceberg, right? I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying that, right? And, and um, you know, if we made energy cooler, or, or energy not cooler, but energy more affordable, it would be, you know, living in very hot nations, would be 100% okay. I mean, look, I mean, look, take a look at Nevada. I mean, take a look at um, Las Vegas, right? Where would they, where would Las Vegas be with very, very, very expensive energy or Arizona? Because Arizona is a very hot place to be. But it's okay to live there because you have air conditioning, right? Be, and because energy is cheap. Now, Joe Biden and the Democrats want want coal energy and gas energy and anything anything hydrocarbon related to get, be, to become very very expensive. Uh, Joe Biden said that over in that climate change summit that happened over the weekend. He wants he wants energy prices to explode. And Obama said the same thing. Now, that doesn't help third world nations because you know, they don't want to spend all their money on on uh, expensive energy. They don't want to spend their money on green energy. They don't have the money. They don't have the money to even buy a, a gas car and you're telling them to buy a Tesla. <laughs> you know, it, does, it doesn't work out that way. I mean, they can't even pay the heating bills when, it's co- when their energy is coal-related and here you, here you want them to, to generate all of, the, all of their energy through solar panels? And I don't think so. I don't think so at all. Now, I'm not against solar panels or wind energy. It's just co- that coal energy or hydrocarbon energy is a lot more efficient and a lot better and a lot cheaper, way cheaper. And is it damaging to the entire you know, world? <laughs> not, not at all. But going back to what I was talking about, that's just one of the things that the Democrats are running on that seems to be you know, not really much of a, you know, I guess a concern uh, to voters. Um, even the Virginians... In the exit polls, they said, look, they're not really worried about climate change. They're more worried about what you're teaching our kids right now. You're, they're more worried about what you're going to do to our business. We're more worried about that, the homelessness in our place, in our cities. And we're, all, and we're really worried about you know, the illegal immigrants crossing to our border and bringing drugs and sex trafficking and all those things. And all the Democrats can, you know, can, can uh, I guess, complain about. Are, are things like climate change and white racism, both of which don't exist. Oh, and also those very evil, evil, evil cops, again, which don't exist. There's bad cops out there. There's definitely bad cops. There may even be racist cops out there. You know, I watch forensic files now and then, and there are cops out there who are murderers, serial killers, who are cops, who would pull over women and kill them. But just because one cop is a serial killer, it doesn't mean all cops are serial killers, right? It just it means the same thing goes for like, hey, there's a lot of young, you know, female teachers out there who are sleeping with the kids. But it doesn't mean that all young female teachers are sleeping with the kids. No. <laughs> it doesn't mean that at all. So, you know, you know, take for it what it is. 
But again, the Democrats, all they can do is talk about all of these issues that really have no effect on your day-to-day life, your your day-to-day lifestyle, unless you are some type of crazy, paranoid loyalist who is just looking to become a victim. You know, I'm not sure how you can be a functioning Democrat uh, who who just falls in line with the Democratic narrative. I mean, could you just imagine waking up every single morning and worrying about the climate? And then you come out of your, your house and you worry about cops. And then you and you go to the gas pump. You don't worry about the high gas prices or the high or the uh, or the high prices in, in meat or anything like that. And you don't worry about the homeless people. You know, you know, or or, or your kids dealing drugs or anything like that, or, or getting involved with drugs or even the sex trafficking that's going on in your city. How can you not worry about those things, right? I mean, what type of functioning Democrat voter? Would not worry about those things. They'll say, "Oh no, the the opioid crisis, all the drugs coming over overboard, and the homeless people." No, I think we really need to buy Teslas. By the way, we really need to change light bulbs, right? I don't think people think like that. I don't think a functioning Democrat actually thinks like that. I really don't. I really don't. And now they're showing it. They're showing their true colors. They're get the. I think the woke mob. They're getting woken up into all the BS that the Democrats are feeding them. And I have a feeling and, um, that the Democrats are going to continue to play the race card. They're going to co- continue to demonize the cops. They're going to continue to actually point the finger at climate change. And they're also going to continue to push this whole CRT narrative because they have nothing to run on. What could they run on? Can Joe Biden, if he were... I mean, why don't we just take this take this very serious, right? If Joe Biden were to run today for re-election or Kamala Harris, what could they brag about? What could they actually brag about? What could a Democrat brag about? What, what could Nancy Pelosi, Bernie Sanders, AOC, what could they actually say, look what we did? Nothing. You know what's, what's funny? More people have died of covid under Joe Biden's presidency than Donald Trump's during that same period, and Biden had the vaccine. He had hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, and also Regeneron. He had that. But his death rate is still higher. And what did he do? Absolutely, absolutely nothing. His handling of COVID was way, is way worse than Donald Trump's. And it's falling in line to how his administration handled the swine flu, which was a very, very bad uh, epidemic here in, Hawaii, uh, here, in, here in America, by the way. It was really, really bad. People just don't remember it. But I remember tents being um, erected outside of hospitals. It had them here in Hawaii, too. Uh, the swine flu, the flu, H1N1, uh, it could affect kids. But did we lock down? No. This virus just burnt itself out. It just burnt itself out. Now, by the way, to give you an update on COVID right now, it looks as though the United States has developed some type of natural herd immunity. Um, and it's because of the Delta virus. And it does look, and I can tell you this, people, it does look as though COVID is on its way out for good. Because what's happening is that this virus, even though it's man-made, has mutated 
this RNA virus has mutated as it has become more contagious, but less powerful. So it's not like the first alpha wave when we had COVID where it would kill everyone. Uh, there, again, there's more cases. Uh, it affects some people worse than others, but by, by and large, it is not killing people at the same, at the same death rate as the first version of, of COVID. So that's a good thing. And it's also spreading very, very quickly to those who are vaccinated and unvaccinated. And those who have COVID, especially the Delta variant, develop very good antibodies. And that is the reason, not the vaccine, why um, we, you see all of these large uh, football stadiums filled to the brim with people yelling their lungs out and no, there, there has been no spike in COVID. That's not the vaccine doing it, right? That's not the vaccine. Now, but here's what the vaccine does do, though. It does prevent you from going to the hospital, more than likely. It does prevent you from dying. So it's a very good, I guess, long-term therapeutic in a way, but it's not going to prevent you from getting COVID. And again, it's up to you if you actually want to get it. If you want to take your risk and, you know, say, hey, you know what? You, 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 you'll, you'll try to get infected naturally. And that's also an option. Just make sure you have ivermectin on call and you know where your nearest Regeneron site is. Because once you get infected, two things you got to do. Get on ivermectin and also go to get Regeneron. And in fact, even kind of even stack your drugs there. Maybe you want to put some uh, uh, um, quercetin with zinc in your body and throw the whole kitchen sink at it. And then you can be like Joe Rogan and only have COVID for about three days and you would be fine. All right, people, that's it for my podcast today. Thanks for listening. You know, we have something very, very, very good that happened this past in the past couple of days. It looks as though this is the beginning of a red wave. All right, everyone, that's it for today. I had fun podcasting. If you like what you hear, please share my podcast. If you can't find me, look on your favorite podcast platform and look for BBQ two movies that's bbq to movies yeah the to is not the number two by the way it is to like terrell owens so that's bbq two movies catch you around